everyone's curious like a cat about everyone's whereabouts. And then suddenly you come across a quotation by Mr. Hector Hugh Monroe who says, Addresses are given to us to conceal our whereabouts. Well, that is simply hilarious and I just can't help laughing about. Well, it would be a good thing that I don't keep my current whereabouts a secret. But it would be a little better idea to postpone this discussion for some time. And the best idea would be to directly jump to today's head of conference. The topic for the day is atropine substitutes. I'm going to cover this topic in few of the paths, but for the time being, we are going to talk about the alternative drugs for the atropine. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, Pharmacology. And this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really fight, and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. It's been a while and I do remember that I covered the details of atropine in my last episode. My today's raison d'etre is to commence a conversation about the alternative drugs that can be used in place of atropines many a times and at many a sites. Let's get to know about these. Let's talk about a particular system, the effects of the various drugs on that particular system and accordingly we'll be doing and understanding the different actions and we'll be covering the atropine substitutes. To begin with, let's talk about the actions of atropine and its substitutes on the central nervous system. It's already been told to you all that atropine hardly affects the central nervous system because it has negligible entry due to the blood-brain barrier, it cannot cross and enter the central nervous system. But the exception is in the higher doses where it can cause stimulation and in the toxic, very high doses, it may turn to be lethal. The cause is generally the failure of respiration. Now it is the right time to talk about another drug. Yes. We are going to talk about an alternative drug of atropine. The first one in my list is scopolamine. Scopolamine can easily cross the blood-brain barrier. That's a difference from atropine. It shows its significant depressive effect on the central nervous system even in the low doses. Mark this. And some effects accountable in the therapeutic dose of scopolamine, they are amnesia, fatigue, the depression of the vomiting center, so it can also act and very well serve as an antiemetic drug. But in very high doses, excitement and, and agitation, they are very evident. The toxicity can be lethal and the cause is generally coma and the failure of respiration. That is similar to atropine. Now let's quickly get to know about the different applications of atropine and the substitute drugs in the various pathologies of the central nervous system. The first one I want to talk about, that is the motion sickness. Now just understand, first you have to understand very nicely why does the motion sickness occurs. 
you might have noticed that whenever there are actions like the air travel or the ship travel then people are complaining of severe nausea its real scientific term is motion sickness that is the sickness caused due to the motion air motion water motion etc and the scientific cause is the disturbance in the equilibrium locus that is found in the vestibular apparatus in our ears the signals they are reaching the vomiting center in the brain and the main neurotransmitter is acetylcholine and it leads to vomiting or emesis when in such a way the vomiting is occurring the origin is labyrinthine and it's known as the total condition all the cumulative effects signs and symptoms they are termed as motion sickness that is nicely comprehended this is the apt term for this okay i hope you understand in such cases scopolamine around half to 1 mg it may be given as subcutaneous dose it may be given as a transdermal patch that is the latest trend of giving scopolamine in either of the ways it suppresses the vomiting center and also depresses the central nervous system up to an extent if the transdermal patch is applied behind the pin of the ear there is a constant release of the drug that is ensured and in all the cases prophylactic use of this scopolamine is recommended for motion sickness why because once the signs and symptoms and the nausea and the vomiting it spreads it takes over it is very difficult to alleviate this particular pathology by root cause the drugs are not very effective once the problem starts so prophylactic use is highly recommended that is all about motion sickness the next use of atropine and its substitute drugs is very profound in the treatment of parkinsonism that is a parkinson's disease what actually happens in the parkinsonism there is a cholinergic excess it may lead to tremors and rigidity now these all problems or signs and symptoms they are very well treated with the combination drugs of dopaminergic drugs and the anticholinergic drugs the anticholinergic or the anti-muscarinic agents that are used in combination they also benefit by curbing down the extra pyramidal side effects that are side effect a very prominent side effect a part and parcel of the antipsychotic treatment or the antipsychotic drug therapy now the question arises what special anti-muscarinic agents going to be useful or you can use any anti-muscarinic agent to curb down the extra pyramidal symptoms no now there are specific special agents and their names are benztropine another agent benzhexol also known as trihexyphenidyl and one more drug biperidine and procyclidine they are the four drugs that you can use to treat the extra pyramidal side effects or the symptoms that are generally seen in the antipsychotic drug therapy and the dose they ranges from 5 to 15 mg separate for each of the drugs so that was the treatment and the benefits of the anticholinergic agents in the parkinson's disease now the last central nervous state over the condition demanding the use of anticholinergic drug is the diagnosis of the alzheimer's disease 
For this, what do you have to do? For this particular purpose, you can install a short-acting anti-mastrinic agent. The drug is tropicamide and if after installing tropicamide in the eye, there is a too much, that is excess of pupillary dilatation observed, then you can quickly get to know that patient is suffering from Alzheimer's disease. Why it happens? Because in the case of Alzheimer's disease, the sensitivity of the receptors, it is altered and in this pathology, the patient responds with very excess of pupillary dilatation on the installation of a short-acting anti-mastronic agent like tropicamide. Now that's the whole roundup of all the central nervous system action effects and multi-atropine substitutes that are used and preferred for different conditions. No more chit-chat regarding the subject today. We'll be continuing this account of atropine substitutes and different uses of these atropine and the substitutes in a handful of episodes maybe around two or three more but at present i want to jump to my whereabouts a quick account of my current whereabouts well i was extremely busy in completing and self-publishing my short story building net castles that's a dowdy tale of digital presence of a girl called Olivia. If any one of you or you all reads short stories or you're interested or your friends or family members, they are interested. My book is currently available on Amazon and it is available for free as a part of a promotion program for five days. So, my hardest request and my expectation is do read it, review it and share it. No more news from my end. All the links for the book will be shared in the show notes. You can also find the links on different social media handles of mine, on my websites, on my YouTube channel, etc. I'll be giving the link of the book trailer also, which you would like to see and enjoy. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, do visit www.spharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name as Pharmacology Difficult. If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do read and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.